Amen. Father, we praise you and we just thank you this morning. Lord, I thank you for what you've already done. Lord, the blessing of praise and worship, the blessing of baptisms, and the blessing of being able to give into the kingdom of heaven. Father, we give into something that's, that goes into eternity, that changes lives, that heals the sick, that teaches the dumb, that opens blind eyes. So for that, we praise you and we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 Open your Bibles, if you would, to Psalms number one. We're going to talk about blessings. Amen. amen. You know, blessing is a choice. Blessings are a choice. I set before you life and death, blessings and curses, and then God, I always tell this story of my English, my Spanish teacher in high school, Mrs. Flournoy. I was her favorite student. And uh, whenever we'd have a test, if it was true and false or something, she'd always come around and whisper the, the right answer in my ear. And I always think of her when, when God said, I set before you life and death, and it's Miss Flournoy saying, Jackie, choose life. And so uh, we choose life. Blessings are the provisions of God. Amen. And uh, we're going to learn this morning about our fellowship in the world has a lot to do with how we are blessed. Amen. Because Psalms 1 says a man is blessed if he considers who he walks with, who he sits with, and who he stands with. Amen. Blessings uh, don't come if you're with the wrong company. And the wrong company are the ungodly, the, un the uh, sinners, and mockers. Uh, mockers. People that mock other people, make fun of them, uh, jest. Uh, if you are up till 1030 at night, I usually don't make it that late. But if you are up at 10.30 when all the TV uh, shows come on, the hosts come on, it's nothing but mocking. It's nothing but mocking. Uh, they get great delight in mocking usually the President of the United States of America. Amen. Uh, they mock anything that's good. They mock it. They mock anyone that wants to stand for good, anyone that has a, a standard of life that they want to project. These people are mocked because the Bible tells us that in the last days, Mockers are going to run rampant. Amen. You're going to be mocked as a Christian. When you state that you're a Christian, that you believe in certain ideals, number one, you don't believe we ought to kill babies. Amen. Well, then you're mocked. You're mocked. Amen. Does everybody understand that? So blessings come to us. God says, I'm going to set a path for you, and my path leads to blessings when you don't you don't fellowship. Now, we know that we have to be around the ungodly, around the sinner, and around the mocker. Amen. Uh, we are in this world, but we are not of it. But he, we said we are not to, to walk with them or have a position of standing with them. Uh, the ungodly are wicked people. They are uh, twisters of the truth. Iniquity is liking to wicker furniture where they take the truth and they twist it. Uh, the father of ungodliness, of course, is Satan. He, uh, he twisted God's word. The very first thing he did with God's word, he quoted it, and then he twisted it. Did God say? Yeah, he said that. He didn't mean what he said. So the ungodly are people that have no regard for the things of God. Sinners are lawbreakers. To sin means to miss the mark. 
You know, the, the people you hang around, you become around. Amen? So you need to get out of that. You need to, need to get with godly people. Church people. Most of us. Mockers. Those that make fun of. That jest. God said, a man is blessed when he doesn't walk, stand, or sit in the counsel of these people. Amen? These actions block the blessings of the Lord. Rather than hanging out with ungodly sinners, (laughs) he said to meditate on my word. Amen? Come to church. Read your Bible. How many are reading through the Bible with Pastor Jack? Are you excited about it? We've been, what, 32 days so far reading through the Bible, just getting revelation, finding out what God's Word says about living and, li- and walking in the blessings of God. Amen? Amen. How many want to be blessed? Does, there, does everybody like blessings better than they like curses? Amen. See, we re- re- we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. Deuteronomy 20 said, if you hearken diligently unto my voice and listen to my statutes, blessings... It shall come to pass that blessings will come on you and overtake you. I'm living in overtaking blessings because I hearken to the voice of the Lord. Amen. And it said these blessings shall come upon you. You'll be blessed going in. You'll be blessed going out. You'll be blessed when you stand. You'll be blessed when you sit. Your house will be blessed. Your cattle will be blessed. Your mother-in-law will be blessed. Everything about you is going to be blessed. 14 verses. 14 verses. You don't want to go to verse 15. Because it talks about what happens to people that are not blessed. Amen. God came to be a blessing to you and me. You are created to be a blessing to God and to be a blessing to other people. God's desire for you is to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God's purpose for you is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit and to love your neighbor as yourself. Blessings flow from that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But we'd rather read the word. He said, Meditate day and night on my word to continue in my word to to know what the word of God says. How many know that there's strength in 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 reading God's word? Amen. Amen. I want to show you a picture, Jonathan. This is a pump. <laughs> Hello. In the desert, in in arid places. There are, there are wells, and uh, people know where those wells are. And as you can see, there's a, there's a bucket, and there's a pump, and you, and you pump, and water comes up. But something about this well, this particular type of well, is that there's a, that bucket holds some water. And so people are out in the desert, and they're thirsty, and they want to get to this well, and so they get there, and they say, oh, there's water in that bucket. I'm going to drink me some water out of that bucket. I need it. Well, but there's a sign there that said, don't drink this water. Instead, pour it in the pump. Because that pump has a leather gasket, and it gets dried out. And by pouring that water into that pump, 
that water hits that leather gasket and makes it expand. And so now when they start pumping, they can pump up enough water to feed the whole tribe. Or oh, you understand that? But see, what happens in the world today with finances, if I'm thirsty and I see there's a drink of water there, I'm just going to drink the water. You want me to pour out water? You want me to give of my tithe? You want me to take something and put it into a hole? Yes. Are you understanding that? I think that's a beautiful picture. I, I used to do this sermon and I had little skeletons that I hung all around this whale. Well, why would there be skeletons around this whale? Because they didn't read the instructions. They were so thirsty, they were so selfish, they were so lustful for getting something to drink that they ignored what was written and they drank it and eventually they died. Listen to this. They not only died, but the ones that came after them died because they didn't pour the water out into the hole. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And because we do this, because we read the instructions, because we take, hey, if I was thirsty, man, I'd want to drink that water. But no, it said to pour it out. I don't, what, what's going to happen when I pour it out? Well, you're going to be able to pump forever. Amen. Amen. And so we listen and we hearken unto the voice of the Lord and to his instruction. And when we do that, then it describes us as a tree. A tree that is planted by the rivers of life by nourishment. And it's not just nourishment, it's continual nourishment, which is continuing in the things of God. So we're planted, we're planted, we're planted. We're not uprooted every once in a while. We're planted by the rivers of living water and we produce fruit in its season. How many know everything has a season? You know, we're, Mary Jean and I personally are in a season now that we're believing God for something. And to us, it's been a long season. <laughs> I thought it was going to be five days. I really did. I said, five days, we got it. Well, it's a year and a half. But we're in a season and you know, and in this season, it would, it would make you want to question, does God hear me? Is my faith working? But, but the bigger the fruit, the deeper the roots. And so we just thank God every day that we're getting stronger in the things of God and we're still believing. Amen. Amen. We're still believing because it said he gives forth fruit in his season. Hallelujah. So we're, we're in a good place. We're in a good place. You know, the Hebrew children, when they came out of Egypt, God made this statement. He said, you know, I could take you from here to the promised land in 10 days. In 10 days. But he said, but if I do, then the first time you have a war, you're going to be scrambling and running back to Egypt. So it took them 40 years. But you know what happened in that 40 years? They knew how to fight. They found out who they were. They found out that God could give them quail every morning and give them manna from heaven. And, and, and a rock followed them. For 40 years, they get up every morning and there's that big rock. And all they do is they go over and talk to that rock or hit it and water comes out. Feed 
3 million people a day. And so they get up and they move and they might move 10 miles. They get up in the morning, they turn around and there's the rock. The rock was Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we'll be like a tree planted by the rivers, continual nourishment. See, folks, when we come to church on Sunday and we read our Bibles and we come on Tuesday night, we're being nourished. We're being nourished. Our roots are going deeper into the ground. We're being, he said, you'll be like a tree. See, God planted us. The Bible says that. He plants in the church as it pleases him. So we're planted here. Say, I'm planted. planted. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're planted. planted. Like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Constant nourishment. Continual nourishment. And it says, our leaf does not wither. A, a leaf that withers is not getting nourishment. That's why, that's why it dies. But it said, no, no, your tree, your leaves are going to be pretty. Your, 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 leaf, your, leaf is not going to, uh, your leaf is not going to do that. And then I like the last part and it said, you will prosper in everything that you do. Everything that you do will prosper. Everything that you touch will prosper. Why? Because you're a tree. You're planted because you don't walk in the way of the sinner, the scornful. You don't walk in the way of the sinner. You abide in the things of God. You read the instructions. You don't, you don't drink the water. You pour it out. Amen. And so then blessings come to us. Thank you, Lord. It's God's heart to bless every person in this room. But there are blessing blockers. If we're walking and talking and listening to the wrong counsel, you know, I know I'm around some ungodly people sometimes. I know I'm around some sinners sometimes. But I'm going to tell you something. I ain't around no mockers. You mock one time and I'm gone. You can stick a fork in that. You know what I'm saying? To me, a mocker is a, uh, uh, it's detestable. To make little of someone else, to make little of something, a mocker, I, I don't. Now, uh, uh, the ungodly, I'm, I'm sure we pass them every day. Uh, the sinner, the ones that's a lawbreaker, uh, golly, we live in a, a beautiful community. And as you come out of our community, there's a roundabout that goes to the golf course. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of my addition, and on that roundabout, there's a stop sign. And it says S-T-O-P. It says stop. Well, golfers that are coming to the golf course, it means absolutely nothing. And I'm, I'm coming out of my addition, and I'm, I'm 40 feet away, and here, here comes this Mercedes Benz. And I mean, he comes there, and he just, bloop, he goes right through it. Well, I thought it was a friend of mine, so I text him. And I asked him to please describe to me what S-T-O-P means. But he said, well, it wasn't me because I'm in bed. So, uh, but that's a lawbreaker, folks. That's a lawbreaker. And let me tell you something. If he's breaking that law, he's breaking other laws. He has a heart as a lawbreaker. How dangerous that is with kids on bicycles and people walking. That's a lawbreaker. That's one that he, he's missing the mark, I believe, in everything that, that he does. 
Amen. So we are going to prosper as Christians. God desires for you to prosper in everything that you put your hand to. How many believe that that can happen? We had an engineer in our other church one time. As a matter of fact, it was the first couple I ever married. Willie, his name was Willie. And Willie worked for, getting, he just went to work for an a, a engineering firm. And he was sharing with me that they had given him this object. And they said, okay, we need for you to make this work. And it had uh, pumps on it, pressure pumps and electrical wiring and all kind of stuff. And, and it was a trick because no one had ever been able to make this thing work. And so they gave it to the new guy just to, you know. So anyway, he, he, I said, well, you know, you're, you're blessed in everything you put your hands to. So let's just pray. So we pray and I just said, Lord, I just thank you for Willie and I thank you for his new job. And I just thank you, Lord, you said that everything he puts his hands to will prosper for the kingdom of God. So Father, when he lays hands on this thing, whatever it is, I thank you, Lord, that it prospers, which means it works. Two weeks later, he came back. He said, guess what, pastor? I said, what? He said, it works. He said, I got it. They had it tricked where the vacuum uh, stopped at one place and didn't go through. So therefore it wouldn't work. And I just prayed over before I did it. And I asked the Lord to show me and he showed me. And he said, all I had to do was take a golf tee and plug up one hole and it made the pressure work on the other and the machine started working. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Folks, you can do that. You can lay hands, lay hands on anything you can lay your hands on. At our other church, we, that we had a van that our, our youth liked to go out in the, the trips and everything. And I was over the uh, children at that time. And so we were going to go to Galveston. And uh, it was July and then I'm hot. And we're going to the beach. And so they, they parked the van outside. It's about a 15-passenger van. And so uh, I go out there, man, and I'm all excited. We're gonna, I think we're going to leave right after church. And I go out there, and I turn on the van, and, and uh, it's hot. It's July. And uh, I turn on the air conditioner. No air conditioning. It's July. It's hot. And... Uh, we're new. We hadn't been at the church very long, didn't know much about faith, laying on of hands or anything like that. And so one of the pastors came out and he said, what's the problem? I said, air conditioner doesn't work. He said, well, did you lay hands on it? I said, no, I didn't, didn't know to do that. I didn't know to lay hands on it. And so he said, he got in and he sat down and he said, uh, I said, said you're going to lay, he said, I'm going to lay hands. He goes, boom. And he hits that dashboard. <laughs> air conditioner started working. See there? He laid hands on it and started working. Thank you, Lord. Everything you put your hands to prospers. Again, debt to me is a cancer in the body of Christ. And so, and I know, I know God's, he said, he, his commanded blessings, not just, not just blessing. He said, I, my commanded blessings will not only come on you, but come on and overtake you. If we hearken diligently under the voice of the Lord, our God. And I, you know, and I'm going to say this tithing opens the windows of heaven. There really is no prosperity outside of tithing. I believe we can give. I believe we can support ministries. I believe that we can give to the guy on the street corner. Uh, and that's good. 
but without tithing, you're blocking off the blessings, I believe, from you and from your household. Amen. And, we're, and that's one, when this class that I'm going to be teaching, I'm going to, I'm going to stress that. If you are doing it, amen. And if you're not doing it, my prayer is going to be that God's going to speak to your heart so that you will. Amen. Because your blessings and your prosperity is tied up in that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Gentlemen, if you would come, we are going to receive communion this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.